You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Now, somebody else who's now joining me uh, is no stranger to Hope FM, although it has been far too long, Sharon. Did you say five years? It's definitely five years. It's definitely too long. Definitely too long. I think it is. And it's just so lovely to be in the studio with light. You have windows. We didn't have a window in the old studio. Yes, indeed. And we've even got running water. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You really, really have done well. And disability (laughs) access. (laughs) We've come up in the world. You have definitely come up in the world. (laughs) Now, now obviously, uh, as well as being a volunteer for Hope FM... And uh, but uh, you are the CEO, or the chief, ex- chief operating <laughs> officer of your own company, I which am. I think did you inherit from your mum the company? No, 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 no. I built it myself. Found him, uh, found a so owner. You're a little entrepreneuress. I yes, yeah, so I got that from my mother. <laughs> We often do get these things. Don't we, we do. The, the ideas. We do. Now, of course, the, the the company is about lettings, move on lettings. Yes. And rentals, although uh, and sales, of course. But you probably do more on the rental front than the sales is development yes. area. Yes, we got we got three hats. Um, lettings, we're predominantly lettings, but we have a sales department, and then we have landlord to landlord sales, which is selling tenanted properties from landlords to landlords, which is um, you know quite a nice niche area to be especially when we have our current landlords some of them looking to exit um, the market we're able to offer them the landlord to landlord sales side and help them in that way as as well as helping the tenant be able to stay in their home so in terms of the of the of the rental side i mean obviously there's lots of people that have rental properties but mm-hmm. i guess it must be a total nightmare for people who are trying to manage those things because if they get the wrong tenant and then i guess mm. all of the legislation and the the, the the pieces that need to be in place to to rent a mm. property out I guess is that where you come along and say we can do it for you it's so important to have the right agent and that knows the legal side of things and i i've owned move on for 17 years i've worked in the industry for 35 years and i've personally been a landlord for about 40 years um and the the way the industry has changed over that time is just phenomenal when i first started we didn't have gas safety certificates we didn't have electrical certificates uh, we, we an inventory would be you'd walk into a room and it would be yes table brown four chairs you know brown carpet now it's a full on uh, brochure with photographs with every dent every chip every mark on the wall um, and you know I say gas safety you've got the EPCs the energy performance certificates uh, that have to be a certain grade. Um, that's going to be changing as well. And and we've got the government changing the legislations all the time. So I think I would say probably up to about 2006, which is when I started the business, it was, I was the oracle. It didn't matter what you threw at me. I knew everything. And and, and that's generally why you start your own business, because you think, I can do this. (laughs) Um, And then since 2006, we have had literally legislation after legislation. And it's incredibly hard for a landlord to self-manage their own property these days. And the only way you would know if you've done anything incorrectly as a landlord is if there was a problem at the end when 
um, maybe you require your property back and the tenant may refuse to leave. So that would be when you go to court. And the first thing that court will do is look at the paperwork. And if your paperwork isn't in order, it will be kicked out. So you could then find yourself with a sitting tenant. So if you haven't got that worry, then your paperwork, you might get away with something not being quite right. It's it's a massive mistake to make, an expensive mistake to make if you haven't got it right. So obviously you're basically there to be the solution to all of that. There's no need for people to reinvent the wheel. Mm -hmm. Of course, we've had this little thing called COVID. Mm -hmm. I guess that must have devastated your business like as it, as it did many others that you know that because you, you just the even the human contact wasn't possible it was yeah, all did you zoom and it was a it was a weird time um to be honest because we didn't know as everybody suddenly we're sat there in front of the tv on a friday night i think friday march the 23rd will be etched in everyone's um head to mm. be told stay home don't go out don't go to work and we kind of saw it i saw it coming because my sister lives in spain and we seemed to we were at that time about two weeks behind whatever spain was doing so i had already prepared the office um with certain software on the computer so everybody could work from home um in anticipation and i thought oh that's fine we're okay if um as long as the tenants pay their rents, I'm still going to be able to receive my commission and pay the staff and my overheads and things like that. And of course, it, a couple of weeks in, you're kind of thinking, oh, actually, if the tenants don't pay their rent, then I am in trouble. Mm. I really, really am. Um, I, I would say we were very fortunate that not many tenants didn't pay their rent. Most tenants did. And I had some phenomenal landlords, absolute phenomenal landlords who were, you know, saying this is really awful. Please let our tenants have one month free rent, which was just so there was com- amazed, a lot of compassion, lot of compassion yeah. right at that beginning because everybody, we were all in it all together. So, you know, some of my tenants definitely benefited from some, some you know, really humble landlords. It was that was really lovely to see and witness. Let's have your first piece of music. Now you're a Neil Diamond fan, obviously. <laughs> I know that because you got, you've chosen two Neil Diamond tracks. Uh, fantastic, and of course he's still. I mean, he, he's not a well man at the moment, uh, is he? But of course, uh, there's a huge uh, backlog of of mm. albums and so on. But why pretty amazing grace? I was part of a ladies' prayer group. And um, one of the ladies brought this one evening and I'd never heard of it. This is probably going back about 10 years ago now. And I have to admit, I had secretly had it put on my radio when I was doing the radio show here yeah. um, for the five years. You slipped and it in, did you? I got that slipped in and it was part of, uh, you know, it was always on my show every time I did it. And I just not heard of it in that way. And he sings it so beautifully. And I, yeah, it's just lovely. Well, we'll put that wrong right immediately. <laughs> Amazing grace is what you showed me Pretty amazing grace is who you are
You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, my very special guest is the lovely Sharon Canning, uh, who is the... the, the director, CEO, I guess, uh, of Move On, the founder uh, of the company, but uh, obviously a woman of faith. Um, how did the whole faith journey begin for you? Oh, my gosh. Um, probably from a very early age, I was, um, I went to a Catholic school. So from the age of four, so I've had, you know, Holy Communion, Confession, Confirmation. So it's been very strong all the way through um, going to church and then um, probably in my later teens there was a little bit of a lapse as in not going well that happens to lots of folks isn't it yeah yeah Yeah. and um, I think that's more to do with going out on a Saturday night and not being quite awake Sunday morning (laughs) (laughs) oh you party girl party animal as you do (laughs) Um, and then um, when you you know I got married and the children and it just felt absolutely the right thing to do to then rejoin um the church now my my grandfather who had never you know my nan went to church every sunday but my grandfather never went to church and he got talking to someone and he would used to (laughs) <laughs> it's live <laughs> it's definitely live <laughs> um, and he would um, talk to this lady along Ashley Road in Parkstone and got talking and she invited him to Christchurch in Westbourne and he started going and he invited uh, my family to um, to come along I think it was like a Mother's Day or something a special you know, event yeah a special event of some kind and we loved it, absolutely loved it. So we ended up going um, to Christchurch for about 10 years. Uh, and then um, a particular uh, person who ran the youth group moved to St. Mary's Longfleet. And my children wanted to follow. So we ended up going to St. Mary's Longfleet. And of course, that's a very vibrant church in the shadow of mm, the hospital. I know, I know. Such a great, great church. And yeah, and now we've... Um, we're kind of in between all the churches at the moment, trying to figure out where we want to be. We've just moved out to Litchit Matravers. So I'm going to say something right now. So if anybody's got an Alexa in the room, I'm really sorry. But Alexa, what's the weather in Litchit Matravers? Ah. Now, what's going to happen this. is all the Alexa's going to go to, in Litchit Matravers. <laughs> <laughs> it is currently. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, Litchit Matravers or Litchit Matravers, as Alexa would say. Um, so, yeah, we're trying out different churches. Uh, yeah, well, I, I guess moving to a new area, you know, is uh, is, is important. You know? and, and, and I guess that, that obviously the whole COVID thing, I mean, it had some very, very real challenges. And I guess being in business it must have been a bit scary, really. Mm. I mean, um, but um, did your faith help to sustain you through those challenges? Yes, I didn't feel worried in, a, in any way there you just pray that you're you know that everybody will come through this and that we will come out the other side still alive because <laughs> it was a really worrying time it was something like oh yeah it was like something out of a movie well, i actually felt i was in a movie to begin with it was surreal yeah i mean it was totally totally surreal yeah, yeah. you know and my my uh, my my father-in-law was um he died unfortunately in the mar in in the february end of february just before with the lockdown and we were so 
fortunate, if that's the right word to yeah. say, that yeah. we could be by his side in the hospital. Before the everything hit and in the be with Yes, because it was, you know, a couple of weeks process, um, which I absolutely do not like, um, you know, as you watch them. And, um, yeah, so, you know, in the grand scheme of things, we were fortunate that he died just prior to the lockdown. Otherwise, you know, that would have been awful to think that he died on his own. Now, obviously, you know, having faith in business, um, mm-hmm. you know, how has your faith helped you run in the business? Because businesses go up and down. And uh, I mean, you've always been a very lively, creative individual as well. Of course, uh, I guess you let it all hang out in a way. So the party girl is still there in many ways. <laughs> there. Uh, uh, but, um, but I mean, how does that work out in, your, in the difficult decisions that you have to make for any business? I, I think it's with you all the time. And I just always strongly believe that whatever is happening is God's will. I do strongly believe that. So if times, I know this sounds really, and this might sound really silly, but if times are going a little rough, I I interpret that as as God saying, hmm, Darren, you need to back off a bit. You, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, you're not appreciating everything you've got here. So I'm just going to pull you back in again and just, you know, come back, appreciate what you've got, and then we'll move forward again. It's just the way that I see it. It's like, you know, well, God's teaching me a lesson. You're probably not. To, I mean, we probably all, to some degree, you know, think that. But I suppose, I mean, you, we just play pretty amazing grace there. And mm. I guess that the, uh, I suppose the, the real thing is, is just God just is crazy about his children, isn't he? Yes. And, yes. and, and, I, and I, I guess for me, it's always been the, the love. And, and also, I've never, I'm, I never stop being amazed at how God brings restoration to broken lives, you know, and uh, not not necessarily devastated lives, but just people realizing that they really are loved by God, mm. um, accepted as they are, and then I guess we, you know, our lives change from that point. But it's a it's a point of security, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Yes, yeah, without a doubt. Well, that's a wonderful little uh, Graham Kendrick there, of course, and Shine Jesus Shine. Well, of course, the nature of Shine's business is helping us all, those of us who are landlords, which I am not, uh, <laughs> but I have friends who are. But, of course, with a, with a nightmare of uh, lots of people have second, third properties. Mm. I guess a lot of people have actually gone into buying properties instead of, you know, relying on investments because pensions aren't mm. doing that great. And I know my son has gone down this this road where he's been buying property mm. and sees that I guess as part of his retirement package yes. uh, uh, in a way but I guess that the, like all of these things the real nightmare and where you come in is is the, is all the little nitty gritty things and all those pit, pitfalls that you can fall into mm. uh, with with without help and and then of course as we talked about earlier on you had this whole covid thing you know in the middle so what's it been like coming out the other the other end has the business beginning i mean you said that your your landlords were really really good at giving sort of rent mm. um sort of holiday i guess that's what it yes. is to some of their their clients which again is fantastic isn't it because yeah. pe- people are so kind and compassionate mm. aren't they and and, and it's lovely 
lovely to hear that, that that's, it was lovely. That's been happening. Yes, yeah. uh, but uh, but are you now beginning to get more and more people coming to you mm. to say, look, uh, and and of I mean, course, you said there's new legislation mm. coming as well through Parliament after the coronation. There is there is a massive amount going on at the moment. We you know we. As we came out of COVID, everybody knows the sales market just went sky high and property prices just had this huge uplift. Um, that is now we've calmed down and it is definitely I think you know I always say London lives under a, a, an umbrella and has its own um, uh, what's the word uh Culture, basically, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, kind of like economic. Yeah, econ- yeah, economic bubble, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. Because they're also very intensive. Yeah, you know, yeah, but we are also the same in Dorset. So we're we're quite lucky. That Is that because a lot of people tend to come this way to I retire? Think so. Yes. Yeah. So you've got yes. a lot of people with quite a lot of disposable yeah. income. So I do think we're going to see a little bit of a drop in prices. Um, and that's already starting to, to ripple through now towards until the end of the year. I don't think we're going to see prices going up next year. But hopefully the, the the mortgage rates will start to come down. They're not going to go down, they feel, as low as where we were uh, in the one points area. But they do think we'll probably settle around a 3.5 more towards the end of the year. The problem is that they, they don't put it on the savings end, do they? I know. It's just a bit naughty. I know. We have we are doing the, the savings, you know, um, Interest rates are better than they have been for many, many years. Uh, that That is without a doubt. That is without a doubt. So we've got that going on in the market. But what's happened now is that a lot of landlords are looking to exit the market due to if they were on a, if they are on a mortgage variable rate, then they've so seen these bank caught, base yeah. rates have gone up 11, 12 months so in a they've row. So they've been hit then? Massively hit. So, you know, I've, you know, I can say from my personal experience that I have a property in Southbourne that I rented to my daughter four years ago temporarily, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> She's still there. And I just kind of like, just don't worry about it. As long as it's covering the mortgage, I'm fine. So to put that in perspective, my mortgage 12 months ago was £288. Now it's £950. Oh, wow. So I'm kind of paying them to live there now. (laughs) Um, But I'm not the only landlord. I'm not the only, all the landlords. This is one of the reasons that we've got landlords exiting right now. We've also got where the government um, have decided to change a lot of things in the industry. Some good, some not so good. So one of those things was what we call the Section 24. And that is where uh, the Finance Act, in the Finance Act, they took away the ability to deduct the mortgage interest as an expense. So for me, in my example, um, you know, whatever rent I'm receiving, as far as the government are concerned, that's pure profit. But as I've just said, I've got a 900 and something yes, mortgage going mortgage. out. It's, there is no profit, mm. but as far as the government's concerned. And what that did with some landlords, so if you had... And then if you're, you know, on a wage, you know, if you've got husband and wife on a joint wage of, say, 35, 40,000, then you've got this rental property. And that is a minimum of a thousand pounds a year, a thousand pounds a month. A month, yeah. That is now 12,000 a year. Now, add that on to your income. You're now in, gone into the 40 percent tax bracket of which you haven't earned that money because you've got these outgoings as well. 
So we've got after after the coronation, we've now got Michael Gov who's bringing in the white reform paper, and that is going to have a massive shake up into the industry. So. Oh, one of the things that landlords have been able to rely on and still can at the moment is what we call Section 21, which means there's a no-fault paper that you can go and get your property back. And you do not have to give the tenant any reason whatsoever. You just give them two months' notice, assuming they're out of a fixed period. So these are the sitting tenant issue. Any tenant. And yeah. that you don't need to have an issue yeah. if you want your property back. So if they were not a good tenant, not paying their rent or, or not mm. looking after the property... Whatever. Yes, yes. So we have, there's two forms, Section 8 and a Section 21. So Section 8 is where you're in breach of your tenancy, which is one of those would be that you're not paying your rent. But very often you issue a Section 8 and a Section 21 together, so you're guaranteed the property back because you can only go to court if your tenant is two months in arrears under the Section 8 notice, whereas Section 21 you don't have to give any reason. So Michael Gov in, in the shake-up is looking to ban Section 21. But what he'll do is add additional clauses to the Section 8. So the only re- the only way a landlord could get his property back would be if he's moving back in or he's selling it or they're in breach of their tenancy. Which, to be honest, are the only three reasons that landlords... Their, would give their pro- would want their property back exactly. anyway. So, so it's, it's not a massive thing, but a lot of people are really frightened of that. So I guess there's a wee bit of protection there from the for the tenant. Absolutely, as well, which is yes. Uh, 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 but there's obviously a, a let out, a get out for the landlord. Yes, mm. yes, and so you know they have thought of all the little uh, loopholes you could say. So uh, maybe a landlord may say, "I want my property back. I'm going to move back in." issue the that under the new section eight rules and then say oh my situation's changed um, i'm not going to move back in and i'm now going to re-rent it at a higher price or for whatever reason so they're looking at bringing in uh, a four-month uh, rule that if you have under the section eight asked for the property back you cannot move move in uh, sorry you cannot sell the property and you cannot re-rent the property for four months if well, if you have used that loophole, so it's a sort of think twice here. Uh, so it's, a, it's, yes. a, it's a motive check, really, isn't it? It is. It is. But there's just so much. There is so much changing. It's change. It changes every year, um, and it's so important for agents to be on top of all of this. So is that good for you in the sense that obviously you're you're obviously well clued up in all of this, mm-hmm. uh, Sharon? Good for you in the sense that people, the landlords, who are swimming in this uncertain, ever-changing mm. pool uh, can actually come to yourself or uh, uh, and and be steered through gu- holding their hand, I guess, mm. through all these changes? You'd think it would be good, and, and to some degree it is, mm-hmm. but there are landlords who think that, you know, I can do this, this isn't a problem. So I th- uh, one of the things that I believe they're also going to bring in is a license for landlords. So if you want to self-manage, you're going to have to have this license. You're probably going to have to take an exam of some sort, which shows that you understand the law on the tenancy side of things in order to obtain this license. So I do think that's a really great thing. And I suppose at the the root of all of this, because it's all about provision of of decent housing, isn't it? Absolutely. As well. And, Mm. and of course, there is an ever-increasing need. And, And... I mean, it's interesting, really, that with, with the economy and the state that it's in, p- people are really, really challenged, aren't they? So there needs to be protections 
for the tenant, but equally yes. when people tenants want to have, you know, know that actually they've got good landlords. And there are so many lovely, lovely landlords out there. They get a bad rap in the papers and, and even the government you sometimes feel are against us as landlords. But we have amazing. I think you're fine. I would like to say if you have a landlord that's gone through an agent, I would say you've got a good landlord because they want to do everything properly. So it's the landlords that that are not necessarily going through there. And that's not all landlords like that. There are prop there are there are proper landlords out there who it's their job and they own multiple properties. They understand the law and and that's fine. But if you've got the odd one landlord that's only got one property, they may not be so fluent with with, with the legislations. Well, that's uh, Chris Tomlin there, great track there, uh, How Great is, uh, is Our God. Um, so, Sh- Sharon, go- I mean, going forward then, obviously, having come out of all we've discussed today, you know, we've had the challenges of uh, of COVID coming out there at the other end. And, of course, all these big changes that are happening in your line of work, legislation-wise, um, uh, uh, how do you, how do you feel about about the future? I mean, do you do you see things? I mean, there's been there's been a lot really in the press, hasn't there, about how people have been struggling, and obviously people are not earning as much now. Oh, well, in fact, they're earning the same, but the trouble is that the pound in their pocket is worth yeah. less because of it of is. But I mean, I mean, as a boss, mm. <laughs> um, I've seen over the last few years how much the hourly rate has gone up. You know, I mean, we've just had an increase now from nine pounds. I can't remember nine pounds to ten pound forty two. Yeah, because of the minimum wage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, so um, that in itself, I was trying to work out, is probably ten um, percent uplift. Yes. Oh, yes. He's, well, even per even, hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, on top of that, for ordinary people, you've got. I mean, food has gone through the roof, hasn't yes. it? Fuel. I mean, everything really. And of mm. course, we haven't mentioned power. Heating, lighting, gas. No, no. So for the average person earning, you know, a full-time 40-hour a week, they should be roughly round about just shy of 20000 a year. So for two people working with no ailments or disabilities or dependents, that's a £40,000 income they should be bringing in, which isn't bad in the grand scheme of things. Um, but yes, I appreciate that um, things are... Um, tight for a lot of people. Utility bills has certainly not helped. That's gone. That's gone sky through the roof, and rents have gone up. You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over fifty years. Visit keithjones.co.uk.